This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I am so happy you're listening today. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I'm Sandy Scarlatta, and I have been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. As we head into a new year, here's some food for thought. How many times have you gotten excited to make your New Year's resolutions only to abandon them? It's okay, you're not alone. Statistics show that roughly 50% of the population sets New Year's resolutions, and yet the majority of those give up within the first 30 to 45 days. In fact, 80% of people who make New Year's resolutions will abandon them during the month of February. I want more than anything for you to succeed in 2023 and have five tips to share with you. One, create a detailed plan on how you're going to ensure that you follow through and take action. Two, get an accountability partner. Three, Attach your emotions to the goals. What I mean by that is, how will achieving them make you feel? Four, set up an app to track your goals or set up an alarm on your phone to remind you to take action. And lastly, five, celebrate your wins. This is so important because when you celebrate it and give yourself a pat on the back, what you're doing is you're reinforcing that positive behavior and you're more likely to continue doing it. So thank you so much for listening today. And don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Today's episode is amazing and I am so grateful for you. Enjoy the show. Leslie Fuller, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Again, this is a live interview. I'm at the Power Team International groups. Uh, This is the Ultimate Wealth Camp. And um, I'm out here podcasting. And it's really fun. And I'm meeting so many amazing people. So Leslie, tell me about what it is that you do. So I am a senior living and dementia care specialist. And what my program does is I go to senior living communities, to home care agencies, and I give them the tools to work with their team to elevate the culture that they provide. So really provide, I'm a social worker by trade, and uh, I bring the emotional and social skills that those caregivers um, and the whole communities are to have with each other to really elevate the communities from being what a place where people always said don't ever put me in a place like that to, oh, we get to live here. This is a great community. So it's teaching that culture to staff. Oh, I love that because I take care of my mother. You do. I do. Uh I do. And she was in a senior living community. I mean, she's fully independent. So she was on the independent side. Okay, sure. We had had a situation where she had fallen. You know, kind of. Yep, very, very very common. common. We weren't sure how things were going to play out. Mm -hmm. So she was living in Delaware. I I moved her to Virginia, my sister and I. And. It was kind of one of these things where we just weren't really sure. She was there for three years, 
And she was like, I don't want to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I found her another place. So now she has no, there's nothing. Like, this is just a senior, this is a 55 and up community. Okay, great, perfect. She's in a condo, mm-hmm. two-bedroom condo. Mm-hmm. She cooks her dinner. She cooks her meals. Yeah. She does all that stuff herself because she didn't like the food in the other <laughs> Sure. And I'm like, okay, fine. But but I love that because I don't think, I, I think there is a lot of that going on where people just. Tremendous. Yeah. It's, there's still so many people that don't understand what senior living should and can be. Um, especially, you know, younger caregivers who come into the communities to work there and they're sat down at a computer and said, okay, take these videos to train. They give them, you know, six, eight hours of videos to watch and then they get put on the floor. And if they came with preconceived ideas, is ageist attitudes. I mean, there's so many ageist attitudes which come in, you know, they come in with that. And they may just have it in their concept that, oh, I was taught how to help somebody go to the bathroom and help to um, feed them. And I do that with quotation marks because um, they don't need to be fed. They need to be assisted. Um, they, they come in with the concept that I have to care for them rather than coming in. I'm here to be a partner with them to help them live successfully. And when I am able to work with staff and kind of break open that concept for them, I can't tell you how many times I've had people say, why haven't we been taught this before? Why haven't we been taught how to communicate and how to relate and how to have genuine relationships with them? And and I also teach about, when it comes to dementia, the changes that go on in the brain. And when somebody understands the basics of how the brain is changing with the disease process, and also understanding how much of the brain is still working just fine, when we realize that and we go, oh, okay, maybe this area, their brain has changed, so they're not able to function as well. But they've got all these strengths over here, then what we do is when we're supporting them, we look for those strengths, and we help them live within those strengths and experience them and highlight them. And they can live a whole lot happier than what all they're doing is focusing on what they can't do. A lot of people will look at someone, oh, they have dementia, therefore I must do everything for them. I must make their decisions. I must take over. No, we don't need to do that. We need to figure out where they need partnership and where they need support. And that's my whole goal. I want to. I want to teach. Um, I want to teach families as well too, too, and those who are new going to caregiving and help the communities. I'm only one person, but um, starting my company new and. And uh, wanting to grow this over time, just to add as many as I can. Oh my gosh, I love it. So, what are some of the things that, if you're caring for an elderly parent, what are some of the signs that you notice right away that they may be going down that path of dementia? Of dementia? Uh, the Alzheimer's Association, I'm a community educator for them, and they have a great class on that, um, normal versus non-normal aging. And really, all of us, as we age, let me start off by saying dementia is not inevitable. It, it is a disease, and not everybody gets it. So though aging is a symptom, uh, by the time we hit 85, I guess it's like 50% of us will develop some sort of dementia. Now, this is different from Alzheimer's. So, yes, um, I just wanted to clarify. No, that's okay. Um, Dementia is kind of an umbrella term used for a collection of symptoms. And there are many different causes of dementia. Alzheimer's, Parkinson's can cause dementia, Lewy body dementia, vascular dementia. Those are are the top ones. but what was the previous question? I got off track. That's okay. So if you're if you are caring for a parent, oh yes, the, the signs to yeah. notice. So um, you know, forgetting a word like 
us. But then, I mean, we've all done it in the middle of the night or the next day. It just comes to you and you're like, you call the person and say, I remembered. Um, you know, I'm 57, so my brain is not as sharp as it was, right? Uh, a little bit slower maybe in responding, reacting. Or if, you know, the classic of you lost your keys or you can't find your glasses, um, you can backtrack and kind of walk through and go, okay, where was I? Where are those? And you can get yourself back on track with that. Somebody who is developing dementia, oftentimes those words just won't come to them or they literally may not remember something that happened five minutes before, 10 minutes before, or when they lose those glasses, they go to look for them, and the next thing you know, they've gone to take a walk outside, and they're gone, and they, they have no idea that they were even looking for their glasses. Or oftentimes, somebody will, they buy something, they forget they bought it, they'll go buy another one, and then they'll go buy another one. And then you open up their cupboard, and they have, you know, 10 of the same thing. So it's, it's not just memory loss. It has to do with cognitive processing, decision-making, executive skills, that type of thing. And so when you see these symptoms, it doesn't mean it's dementia. It means something's going on. Uh, so it's so important to go to your physician to get a full checkup, which might involve a neurologist as well, too. Um, but it can, be, it can be a vitamin deficiency. It can be a thyroid issue. It can be, it can be blood pressure, uh, blood flow issue. And so that's why you can't panic and say, oh, my God, I've got dementia. Um, you've got to support that person and say, well, let's go figure out what it is. But the fact is, if it is dementia, you don't say, oh, my God, it's dementia and give up. You say, what would you say if you got, if you got cancer? If you got a diagnosis of cancer, crap. <laughs> okay, but now what do we do? Now what? What's, What's the, the process? How do we educate? How do we plan? What do we do? How do we tell the family and all that? It's no different with dementia. And I think my goal is to help people to desensitize that um, and not just have that panic, oh my God, it's all over. Um, but just to find other things that we can do because life still can be good. I, my philosophy is 50% of what they go through is the disease, but 50% is who's around them, the atmosphere that's around them. How are we supporting them? Are we supporting them in a negative way or in a positive way? Right. Now, is there, because obviously you said you're a social worker, and that's, mm -hmm. so you, you obviously care, but is there, was there something that happened in your life or like what is the driving force for this passion because I can you're just lighting up talking about it and oh. I can just see that you're just so excited about this business and it's amazing it really started off with just you know seniors like I started working with seniors I got into the gerontology program in school and well okay going back to uh, Francis Francis was a woman I was probably in my late 30s and I was uh, delivering home communion for church and Francis I think was 75 and so at the time but in my mind she was old right and in my mind, she was an old person. That was her category, was an old person. Well, when I got to meet her and we got together and we just started laughing together and we had fun and I started to visit on a weekly basis and we listened to Jayhawk basketball games together and she became my first friend that just happened to be twice my age. And so when I went into social work, I'm like, you have to pick what populations you want to work with. You know, when, you, when you specialize in like, I love I just love being around Francis. So uh, my first job was working with 300 seniors, average age of 84. And um, I pretty much lived with them for six years. And it was the best job ever. It was the hardest I've ever worked in my life. But it was the best job just being there to, like I said, be a partner with them. And you know what? Some of them, did they develop dementia? They're still just a person. 
who's my friend, who's 84, right? And they have a new condition. I have to say, hmm, how am I going to support them with that? Um, and just realizing too many people see that that diagnosis and then they stop. It's like, ooh, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle that. I'm scared of that. And they back away. And I tell people that if you know somebody who's living with dementia or a family member who's serving someone who's living with dementia, supporting them, the worst thing you can do in the world is to back away. The best thing you can do is step forward and say, you know what? I don't know much about this, but I want to be there for you, so I'm going to learn. And start reading books, start watching websites, you know, go to the Alzheimer's Association, take the classes that they have, find ways to learn how you can be a good friend and the best support for them while they're going through what this condition is. Um, but that's great, great, great advice because I can imagine, you know, like with my mom, like she's definitely gets forgetful. And, you know, I'm just monitoring it right now. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Like, okay, you know, I forget stuff too. You know, don't ask me what I had for dinner last night because I don't know if I'd be able to remember. You know, maybe eventually I could, You know what I mean? Sure. So, so things, um, but it, it's also kind of, you know, as a caregiver, because I, I mean, I don't, she's completely independent. So I'm not really, I'm her driver. Right? I was just joking. Like, she gets upset because she doesn't have her car anymore. I'm like, but you have me and I'm your driver. Like you right. have, like who would want to drive? Right? Uh -huh. I'm like, you have a driver. Um, but it's kind of one of those things that, you know, you're monitoring and there's so much you don't know, right? Because you don't, we don't know what we don't know. Correct. I think for being, I would recommend to anybody who's in a position like you are, right? And my mom is, my mom's almost, she's actually 89 this year. And she still lives independently in her home, takes care of everything. Um, she's very sharp, just engaging. But we've also talked about, you know, she understands the work I, I do and, and she believes in it. And I said, so, you know, if I ever feel like I have concerns that maybe there's some things changing that maybe we need to get looked at, how should we talk about that? Or if you see it in me, I'm 57, right? There are people younger than me with dementia. That's right. right? So I think just opening the conversation before there's ever even anything to worry about saying, so what would you want me to do? If, if I ever did, mom, I don't now, but you know, we're all getting older and our chances, like I said, 50, 50 by the time we're 85, you know? Um, so if it were to happen, instead of having to do this, oh my God, let's just, let's start, start talking about it now. Let's just be transparent and open. And the more open you can be about it, the less there are these walls that are up because some people, oh my God, I don't know. I'm fine. I'm fine. What are you talking about? And but if you start talking about it earlier, you're, you can be able to avoid that. Yeah. I love that. This has been such a great conversation and so, so educational for so many people. That's incredible. So where can people find you? So I have a website. I am inspiredseniorcare.org. And I also just, I'm going to put this out there to the world. So a week ago, I had my app created. So it's both on um, iPhones and Androids. And if you look up Inspired Senior Care, um, I have 224 tips um, covering all my different 12 categories that I work with communities on training on. Um, everything from communications to developing relationships to uh, 
you problem solving when there are situations that are harsh? You know, what do you do? Um, so 224 cards and tips that you can get on there um, in your own home. They're formatted in a way of I give a nugget of information, and then I ask questions. So if you were reading the, the nugget, then the questions you're going to have to ask yourself, how do I feel about this personally? Not how would I think about working with somebody else who's older, but how do I connect to this content myself? And then the third section is, okay, now that I've kind of felt it myself, how then do I think I can take this feeling, this knowledge, and then translate that to supporting people who are older or people who are living with dementia? So um, I would love for anybody out there who's listening to this to give it a try. Um, bear with me. It's a brand new app. I think we have the bugs worked out, uh, but I'd love to see some people give it a shot that sounds incredible yeah incredible well i will make sure all of that is in the show notes and thank you so much leslie this has been such i love talking to people and i never really thought i'd be doing my podcast outside of a conference (laughs) and like doing it live and it's been a lot of fun you've been delightful thank you so much thank you appreciate it thank you I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.